Hi there, Paula Eamon here with a heart full of love for you and a heart's desire to encourage you to endure this short life with joy and hope by the grace of God for the glory of God. If you haven't already listened to episode one, let me encourage you to do that. You'll learn who makes up the cloud of witnesses and more importantly, who they are witnessing about Jesus. Listen to episode two if you want to be inspired to show mercy and grace to your enemies. Episode three will inspire you to completely rely on the Holy Spirit for direction. Warning, His direction could take you on the adventure of a lifetime. This podcast was made through the awesome Anchor app, which is a super user-friendly app that helps you create your podcast from the ground up. Highly recommend. Now to episode four, In His Hands. Well, um, welcome to episode four. This is our first interview podcast. So I'm really excited about this one. And um, I'm actually interviewing Dean Moore and Johnny Moore. Dean is the son of my mom's eldest sister, Kay, who's actually now in heaven. He and his beautiful redheaded wife, Johnny, live in northeastern Arkansas with their three sons, Mason, Connor, and Caden. Dean and Johnny are rays of sunshine wherever they go. If you are anywhere near them, You're probably going to laugh hard and be uplifted. Dean is pretty much a comedian, or as Proverbs might call him, a doctor of merriness. Johnny has a beautiful voice and has been teaching forever. Uh, Johnny, remind me what you teach. I teach fifth grade math and science. Okay. And is that what you've always taught? Well, I taught first grade for 15 years, and then I went to sixth grade math and science, and now I'm fifth grade. Okay. Okay. She's a fellow teacher with me. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a bond with teachers. They're really. Yes, I agree. And um, Dean used to work in for FedEx. Yep, be 25 years in November. Good night. That's incredible. Well, um, I told them I'd like to start by sharing memories of each other. So no telling what they're going to share. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of my favorite memories of Dean has to do with the pool he had growing up. Every time we visited Arkansas in the summer, which was every summer, we pretty much spent the whole week in the water. Dean and his brother, Matt, were the kings of cannonballs. There typically wasn't much water left when they got done. (laughs) Dean is one of the only humans on this planet that makes me laugh so hard I hurt, and I'm pretty much rendered speechless. Johnny is usually either laughing at him or telling him to stop. (laughs) That's the truth, yeah. And I remember uh, when they started dating, even though it feels like Johnny has always been part of the family. Um, We just love her. We've always loved you, Johnny. Thanks. It's been a blast to be a part of this family. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Dean, what's what's a memory you have? Well, I too remember the swimming pool. (laughs) Every summer, it was was you, Sam, Andrew, your mom, Mm-hmm. And then it was us, me, Matt, Ben, and mom, because yeah. dad was always working. Yeah. And we, and, and my mom and your mom called it swimming with women. <laughs> I was we just thinking spend, about that the other day. <laughs> we would spend all week in the pool when y'all were here. We didn't yeah. do anything else but swim and eat. We would and eat dad, refrigerated star crunches. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a, a relationship with little Debbie all week. <laughs> Star crunches and snack cakes and donut sticks, mm-hmm. Swiss cake rolls. Yep. And then at night, we'd get together at grandma's house or our house, and dad would grill 
country style pork ribs he, world famous i was gonna say to date the best i've ever put in my mouth <laughs> the world famous raymond earl pork ribs <laughs> and we ate the pie those were some of the best times oh i just i have nothing but precious precious wonderful memories of our arkansas weeks so well um in light of my podcast, Cloud of Witnesses, I wanted to interview the two of you. The whole theme of the podcast is inspiration to endure. Ultimately, that comes from looking at Christ. Vicariously, it can come from the lives of other people whose victorious endurance through trials is like a hand that points us back to Christ. You two went through something back in, I'm guessing, was it 96? 99. No, it was 2000. It was 2000. 2000. Okay. Sorry, I was off a little bit there. No, that's okay. fine. But so back in 2000, you went through something that left all of us who knew you speechless at first. I'm going to try to get through this without crying. It may or may not happen. <laughs> so <will we. laughs> but the longer we watched you endure, we could do nothing else but praise the Lord. I know you both know exactly what I'm talking about. So, uh, but can you tell the story to our listeners? Yes, Mason was, is our oldest, and he was born June of 99, and he was a happy, healthy baby, um, nothing wrong with him. Uh, he was uh, just starting to crawl and start fixing to start walking, and he was talking, saying a few words, and we were actually over at Grandma Nays. And I had taken him to the doctor the day before because he had a history of ear infections. Hmm. And so he had another ear infection. So I took him to the doctor, got on another round of antibiotics. But we had gone to Grandma Nays that Friday night to eat. We did that a lot on the weekends. Dean and I would go over there and spend time with... We'd meet mom and dad over mm -hmm. there and we'd all eat supper. We would. And so we had gotten McDonald's, I guess, and taken it over there and... Uh, Mason just happened to crawl up to me and he didn't act like he felt well and he felt like he had a fever. I said, Dean, he doesn't feel well. As I was attributing it to his ear infection. Yeah. And so we went home and we got home and uh, that changed our life. That night, our life changed yeah. uh, for the last 20, 22 years. Yeah. And so he was sick with high fever off and on all night. And we called the on-call nurse. She said, just go to your doctor the next day to, you know, urgent care. Um, well, the next day, he finally went to sleep. His fever came down. Uh, Dean got up to go to work. I went in to wake him up, and he wouldn't wake up. He was non-responsive. Mm -hmm. So I put in a call to Dean. He wouldn't answer his cell phone. That was kind of the early years of cell phones. <laughs> And so, <laughs> Star flip phone. Yeah, so um, so I had to put a call into FedEx, oh. and so they had to contact him through their dispatcher, and I rushed him to the ER, and it come to find out they did a spinal tap, and it was meningitis, and so all within literally twelve hours, he went from happy, healthy baby to non-responsive, and. We were in the hospital for two months. The first couple of weeks were pretty heartbreaking because uh, we didn't think he was going to make it. Yeah. Um, he, he actually came and got us one night and <clears throat> said, we 
we don't think he's going to make it. The pressure in his brain is just too, if too much. If you somebody that wants to see him, mm -hmm. they need to get here in a hurry. And, and going back on that story, the, the day that he was non-responsive, I was at work. She called me. When I got the contact, I called my mom yeah. to see if she could go up there and meet Johnny at the hospital. I didn't want her up there by herself. Yeah. But when I called mom, she was crying. Yeah. And I said, what's wrong? Have you already talked to Johnny? She goes, no. She said, your aunt just called your grandmother died in Illinois. Oh. The very same day, my grandma Moore died. Oh, I so forgot we, about that. We ended up heading to Little Rock. The rest of my family got in a car and drove 500 miles to Rockford, Illinois. Mm. So the first two weeks we were there, my folks weren't there. But the first Tuesday when they came in and said, you've got anybody that, can, that wants to see him, they need to get down here in the next 12 hours because we don't think he's going to make it. And they drove from Illinois at 100 miles an hour and got down there that next morning. Yeah. Wow. But you know, that night, that Tuesday night, we, Dean and I went in. I probably won't be able to get through this without crying, but it's okay. Dean and I went in, and I always sang to him when I would go in and visit him. Mm -hmm. And so we were pretty much going in to say our goodbyes. Yeah. And so, um, we had a whole room full of people that had come to pray with us and, you know, check on us and check on Mason. There was probably a room of 50 or 60 yeah. people. I don't really know. People from church. Yeah. families. And so we just said, God, we, we can't do anything else. We, he's yours. He's always been yours. There he is. There he is. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> He's spilling um, the beans. People don't know yes. the story yet. <laughs> yes, yes. But we just, we had already dedicated him to the Lord. But when you're dealt a situation like this, you feel so helpless. And so the only hope we had was to place it all in God's hands. I mean, we, we, we were nothing. The doctors were nothing. There, there was nothing that, anybody else could do if mason was gonna live it was because god yeah, wasn't fin yeah god wasn't finished with him yet and so we've um we went out of seeing him and went back to tell everybody what was going on and we just had a a really sweet time of people praying and and just being there for us and supporting us and it's probably one of the things that i will never ever forget yeah I can still see the faces in that room, where they were standing, who they were, all of that. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful to think of people coming alongside you in your darkest hours, you know. And, you know, we heard later that, you know, Wednesday night church has always been called prayer meeting at our, our church. Yeah. And we're Southern Baptist. Yeah. So, um. The Wednesday night, he was sick. That that was that was on a Saturday. On Tuesday, they told us he wasn't gonna make it. Yeah. They said Wednesday night at church. All they did was they people took turns going to the mic mm -hmm. and praying for, for for Mason. And so that said a lot to us. You, there's nothing that can beat your church family. No. There really isn't. Yeah. I mean. You have friends and family yeah. that support you yeah. and you expect that from them. Right. But your church family, 
really goes above and beyond. I mean, they always have for us and they still do to yeah. this day. Yeah. Um, just really include Mason. They interact. I mean, you know, it's just amazing because we're still at the same church. Yeah. You know, and so they've always been a blessing to us. And, you know, actually, they, they our Sunday school class paid our bills for two months while we were down there. Wow. We did not have a bill when we got back that was not paid. Wow. Praise God. And, Just praise and, and I, Yeah. And I had told my dad, if, if, if they take the house, they take the house. Yeah. We don't have a house. It's not going to be a house without Mason in it. Yeah. So yeah. if they have to take it, they can take it. But this is what we need to do. Yeah. Wow. So you're at the hospital. It's that night. You know, they tell you. It's not looking like he's going to make it. What's the next step? Well, he had such, his pressure in his brain was, it's supposed to be around six or seven. Okay. is about a normal range. And the pressure in his brain was up above 13 to 15, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's double the normal pressure. Yeah, and so. His eyes were bulged out. You know, baby has usually had a soft spot about the size of a quarter on top of their head. He had so much swelling. His soft spot was about two inches wide, and it ran from the top of one ear all the way across his head to the top of the other ear. Which is honestly was probably what saved him. One of the things is his skull's not fused together. Yes, right. and so it was able to to okay. have a little yeah to have a a little maneuvering, you know, since his skull wasn't fused together yet. Wow. And so, but they they did drain do an EVD drain to drain out that extra fluid and by the next morning God answered our prayers yeah. and it was down to a, a six which was normal range and he was still with us and he turned a corner and wow. so yeah I mean and the doctors couldn't explain it. no they said it it was, mm -mm. it was a miracle. That was the best part. Yeah. I was going to say, y'all had a big answer for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a medical degree, but you have a God degree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes. Praise the Lord. And it, it just was such rejoicing. I mean, we were all from afar just weeping with you mm. and praying with you and hoping with you. And then, you know, when he survived, just rejoicing with you. And so. I know we weren't with you, but our hearts definitely were. Oh, yes, we could feel it. Yeah. We knew you were with us. Yeah. It's amazing. I know people will tell you, I've been praying for you. You're like, I literally can feel God's grace yes. going yes. through me now, mm -hmm. <laughs> strengthening me to endure this very difficult thing. So praise the Lord. So, I mean, you've touched on it, but um, what truths about God anchor you? And I'm going to go ahead and quote you. <laughs> Um, and, and this is how ultimately we're probably going to end this podcast, but you said we had nothing to do, but to place it in God's hands. For and sure. I, we go through trial after trial and it's so hard not to white knuckle things and to mm -hmm. try to control it and all this, but you, you both got to that point where you were able to mm -hmm. say, God, we literally have nothing to offer this situation. And we place our child in this situation, but I'm already just so inspired by that to think, you know, I just, I have this trial, God, it may not be my baby right now, but I do have a hard trial I'm going through and God, I just place it in your hands and what sweet release there is when we do that. 
So you have already blessed me by the truths of God that anchored you. But was there anything else specifically that you have in mind to add to that? Well, there was, we have some friends that we met in college and they moved away, but they actually moved away close to Little Rock. Yeah, close to the hospital. And so one of the things that she, um, verses that she gave me was, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And so that's something that I held on to because even if God had chosen to take Mason, that wasn't the end of it. And yeah. so I, I knew that there was more that he was going to do. Even if Mason had passed away, he could still work through the situation Absolutely. with Mason. And so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm so glad we have him because he, he's definitely a joy to us. Um, but I take, took comfort in those verses knowing that even though he may not be with us, God's still going to work through him and the our situation. situation. Yeah. Wow. Well, and what I know that our listeners don't know is pretty much everybody in Jonesboro knows y'all. <laughs> 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 we used to tease Dean he could be the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now but, it's Northeast Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> might as well be the senator of arkansas i guess yeah i'd vote for you though i don't even live in arkansas and i come over and vote for you <laughs> so but when but when johnny says we would be able we would use it to share other with other people the grace mm -hmm. of god and share it, that's significant because i know how many people y'all know and um mm -hmm. that is no light thing you know and but god just didn't have that part for you yes yeah well and, and you know something paul we we know of one person who came to christ due to this situation praise the lord if one is all it is that everything we went through was worth it yeah that one person found salvation yeah that one person will see the face of god yeah and it's changed, and it's probably changed more, but that's the only ones we know. Okay. But she told us a, a few years later, she said, just seeing how your church family and your family and friends supported you and came and prayed, she said, I'd never seen that. She didn't grow up in church. And so she said, I'd never witnessed somebody have such love and support either from afar or in person or whatever it was wow. and she said it changed my life she said I wanted what you had praise the lord and so she told us that a few years later and and I've had people over the years say I, I remember praying for him our church prayed for him you know we had emails and, and all kinds of stuff that you know, they remember years later, 
praying for Mason and the wonderful outcome that we had um, with him staying with us. Mm-hmm. Of course, he has all kinds of medical issues. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's has healthy as a horse, but he can't, yeah. he can't do anything but set up on his own and breathe on his own. We yeah. do pretty much everything else for him. Yeah. I mean, he's content. He's happy. Yeah. He laughs at himself. He laughs at other people. He loves music. Um, but he has to have 24 seven care. I mean, he can't ever be by himself. And so, but he's, he's, he's the good son. That's what we call him. <laughs> he doesn't talk back. You don't have to go looking for him in the middle of the night. Didn't have to buy him a car. Yeah. He's got four wheels, but you got to push it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I don't, Dino, I don't even, sorry, I always slip and call you Dino. No, <laughs> the, the listening podcast world now knows that. But um, I don't think I've even told you this before, but what I always tell people when I tell them this story is um, God has just made you such a, you love to laugh so much. And the one thing that is so precious to me that God let Mason keep was his laugh. And I just feel so strongly that that was a gift to you because there's so many things that Mason lost that he didn't lose his laugh. And I I know we'll be sitting in your living room sometimes and I think it isn't it you click your pen or whatever and he just giggles at that. Isn't that it? You can cough. Yeah. yeah, when you yeah. you can cough and he'll just bust out laughing sometimes and just chuckle and chuckle and chuckle. <laughs> and he does it in the middle of church. People cough and he thinks it's funny. You and can gets... always spot the visitors because when he screams or starts laughing in the middle of church, they don't know what's going on. They about break their necks try to see what's happening. <laughs> but the regulars, they all know who it is. Yeah, yeah. they think it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's but you're funny. so right. I've never really thought about that. In, in that context before I haven't either um, because you know I always think I'll never get to hear him say mom or yeah. you know yeah, those things again but because he was saying mama and dada when he got sick oh, um, but his laugh I wouldn't give anything for his laugh yeah you're so right yeah. Well, and two, I did not know this until you said it today that you would go in and sing to him in the hospital. And yeah. I actually wrote down here just a second ago, and I never, every time this happens at your house, I'm just bawling. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mason loves the song and y'all probably could tell me a whole list of songs that he's, he loves, but this is the one I know he loves is um, the song, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name. Yep. Still so does. I, Still does. It can still be fussing and carrying Uh on and upset. And you can start singing that song. And his countenance changes. His body language changes. I can sing it and he gets real still. Yeah. Johnny can sing it and he starts swinging his head side to side (laughs) and starts and he wants to start screaming. (laughs) Well, I think that's the gift the Lord gave to you, Johnny, is he still likes to be sung to, you know. Yes. And you're a songbird, so. (laughs) well um what what now and it could be the exact same things that you've already said but what or who now gives you the hope to endure of course we know the lord um but 
anything else that you want to add to that? Well, I can't remember if I wrote anything on Oh, um, I get, Dean said it. We, we talked about these. I mean, of course, God is, is always our foundation. And so, uh, but for, for us, it's each other. Yeah. Um, a lot of parents that have children that go through this, <laughs> that go through a tragic situation. For a child, have a child with special needs. Yeah. Um, we've had doctors tell us this over the years that they're surprised we're still together because yeah. a, a lot of a lot of parents, it just kind of drives a wedge between them. But for Dean and I, it did the opposite. We're, uh, I, I don't know how I would function without him. And I don't know how I would function without her. I mean, it's. We don't spend a lot of time apart. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. She went out of town for three days. And I met her on the stairs in the garage, hugged her and cried. Precious. Y'all have always loved each other. And that's precious that you still do after all you've been through together. Oh, yeah. 29 years. Aww. Yeah. One thing that helps us is how accepting of Mason people are. Yeah. You know, our family, our friends, like we said, our church family, um, they just, just say, they even, you know, say, talk to Mason and say, Mason, we're so glad you're here today. We're so glad we got to see you. I actually had a guy come up to me yesterday, a college student, and his name is Dez. And I'd seen him at church and he said, I always see y'all back here. And I wanted to introduce myself. Aww. And I said, I, I always see this guy right here. And he's pointing at Mason. Aww. He said, I just wanted to say hi. Oh. And so that happens, you know, off and on, but people are so accepting of him and just want to know his story. Yeah. So, so with kind of on that note, is there anything, and I know that this isn't completely what my podcast is about, but I can't just let the opportunity go. I, I know I went to a ladies retreat one time and one of the moms that spoke um, was the mom of a special needs child. Mm -hmm. And she kind of shared with us some things that are helpful. And I'm like, I am so thankful she shared that because sometimes you're almost afraid to ask because you don't even have the vernacular to ask it. And you're like, I don't want to say yeah. the wrong word. I don't, yeah. don't want to offend. Right. So you almost like shy away from it because you're afraid to hurt their feelings. But just if we can hear from either of you or both of you, what are, um, and I think, yeah, either of you or both of you, what would bless you or. i tell you what, we would rather have somebody ask us, yeah, even right. if it's the wrong word, yeah. the wrong verbiage, yeah. ask us, Hey, what, what, what was his prognosis? What happened to Mason? Yeah. Cause you know, it, you have a lot of people that will just stare. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me just over the edge yeah, yeah. If you're gonna stare at him yeah you know ask me what's going on i would more than gladly share his story and about how he shouldn't be here but god saved him yeah it's a miracle he's even alive yeah and so that i think that's what the, we've told people parents with years. special needs mm -hmm. you know just ask us what's going on we will yeah. more than gladly you know explaining it is not the hard part going through yeah. it is the hard part right okay so if it, if it helps somebody to understand somebody else's situation or how to how to talk to her how to deal with somebody else then we would love to sit down and have a conversation with somebody about it. yeah yeah that's and good. one of the things that i um 
tell people is educate yourself. You are the biggest advocate for your child. So no matter what your child's health issue is, find out about it. Because yeah. I know the doctors are most of the time supposed to be the experts, um, but you can always second guess them and you can always ask questions and you can always go to somebody else if you're not happy with what they give you as an answer. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad about that. Mm -hmm. That person, you're there for your child. And if you have to be a little aggressive, then you might have to be a little aggressive. Um, and so I've learned that and I give that advice to the parents of the students that I teach. Okay. And the ones that have IEPs, mm -hmm. the ones that have learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. So I give them advice that I would want. Somebody to give us. Yes. Sure. I, I tell them like my child has an IEP. He went through this special ed program and they have two children that went through, Caden's still going through for, for math disability, yeah. special ed program. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. So I try to give them advice that I would want somebody to give me as a parent. Sure. Yeah, so, that's really good. Just be the mama bear when you need to be the mama bear, huh? Yes. Absolutely. Fight for your kids because nobody is going to fight for them like you are. Yep. Yeah. They don't love them like you. And you know that no. makes me think of the Lord. <laughs> yes. Nobody loves God's children like God does. That's right. <laughs> Well, to, to wrap it up, I think we have about five minutes left. Um, I just want to recap some of the really good nuggets that you've shared. Of course, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 17. And I just encourage all of our listeners to just go back and really just memorize that passage. <laughs> Don't just read it. Don't just read it. Memorize it. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, church support. There is nothing like church support. Um, there is nothing like the sacrifice of church support. There's nothing like the prayer of everybody, including your church. And your specific church sacrificed to such a degree that an unbeliever was pointed to Christ. And so I, I do not think we can highlight and emphasize enough the power by the grace of God um, of the local church. And so thank you for reminding us that of that. I mean, a church can inspire you to endure in your church yes. did in buckets. Um, and because of that church's sacrifice, someone was saved by the grace of God. Um, <clears throat> and what a witness that is for the community. Just the power of a ch one church being used by the grace of God. What an impact they can have on the mm -hmm. entire community. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for that reminder. And the reminder of, man, husbands and wives, we need each other. It's easy in trials. I would be the first to tell you. And I know y'all would say the same thing too. It's easy to fight with each other. Yes. Because you're, you're each other's safest person. And so it's easy mm -hmm. to let your guard down and be hard on each other. But also you are both going through identical things at the time and man, you can encourage one another. So thank you for that reminder that marriage can inspire you to endure. Yep. Um, and then just as we've already said, um, we have nothing to do but to place our trials in God's hands and your trial at the time was your precious boy and we just <laughs> rejoice that he's still with us and still giggling and rocking back and forth <laughs> yes, <laughs> so much is. joy of course all us family call him May May but his, yeah. name is Mason. his name's Mason and God loves him so much and when he gets to heaven he'll be whole 
That's right. I, I hope I'm sitting beside you when that happens. <laughs> so we look forward to that day, but in the meantime, we'll keep loving on him and we love you both so much. Thank you for your Thanks. testimony. We love you. And uh, we just pray God's grace to continue to um, to just fuel you. Yeah. You along. So thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Paula. We love you. We love you. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.